Feel like you're being overwhelmed by a giant beech tree when it comes to teaching short stories? Well, I have a way to rid yourself of that tree, which is metaphorically crushing your windpipe and causing your chest to constrict with worry. It's called the Teaching ELA Podcast, the Interlopers episode. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA Podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. In today's episode of the Teaching ELA Podcast, I discuss one of my favorite short stories to teach and read, The Interlopers by Saki, or Saki. Saki? Meh. I've got an emergency lesson plan you can get on the board right now involving conflict. If you're going to teach one thing from this story that will make teaching everything else easier or no longer necessary, teach students, or you can teach students to cite textual evidence to analyze irony. A lot of irony in this story. I discuss that along with suspense theme and a look at the literary movement known as naturalism. I'm going to give you a brief summary. Spoiler alert. If you haven't read the story... I'm going to tell you what happens. And if you haven't read the story, maybe you should before you teach it. But if you have to teach it, maybe you're a substitute teacher or an EL, or a new ELA teacher hasn't read the story since like middle school. Here's your chance. Although this story is better fit for high school. Anyhow, Georg Zeneim and Ulrich von Gradwitz hate each other. Apparently, there was a bit of a dust up centuries ago involving a plot of disputed land. On the night the story begins, Ulrich is waiting in ambush for the despised Georg, whom he plans to kill. He notices the animals are acting a bit strange and figures that Georg is is about with his men hunting. The two meet face-to-face, exchange threats. That's when fate and lightning strike a nearby tree, which falls on the two enemies. They both become pinned and unable to free themselves. The two chat with one another, leading to an end to the hatred and the beginning of a new friendship. As they wait for their lackeys to show up and free them, they discuss all the wonderful things they can accomplish by working together. Unfortunately, wolves show up and eat them. (laughs) I didn't see that coming, did you? (laughs) Class is about to start and you need something right now. So here's the one thing you can put on the board right now. So when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. All right, all lesson plans we discuss in this podcast can be found at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, the greatest, greatest lesson plan website in the known world and all of the universe, perhaps. So next time you're in Jupiter, don't use the Jupiterian teaching ELA uh, lesson plan websites. Use good old Earthling ones, all right? So, two-minute lesson plan. Conflict. I can cite textual evidence to analyze conflict. The purpose here is to help students see beyond the obvious conflict between the two main characters and recognize the more powerful force of nature. Step one, get, get, to, your, get to your whiteboard or your smartboard right now because we're about, I'm about, to give you a lesson plan you can use in two minutes. So first make a three-column chart on the board. You can do this by drawing two lines straight down. Give a little space to write stuff in. Label the left column type of conflict. You may want to fill in this column as you put it on the board. 
throwing a little man versus man, man versus nature. I say man because the two main characters are men. Maybe a couple of each. The middle column, right? Specific example of this conflict in the story. Actually, just keep it simple. Just write specific example. In the right column, put down how this conflict contributes to the story or just put explanation. Then read the story. Fill out the chart. You might want to fill out the two left columns together and then have students discuss in small groups the right column. Again, you're the teacher. You know your class. I have full confidence. You're a licensed ELA teacher with a degree from an accredited university. I believe in you. Now, if you need a little help, the obvious conflict is in the stories between Georg Zeneum and Ulrich von Gravitz. There is a good individual versus society dust up here. The feud has been going on for decades, centuries, whatever. So there's probably a lot of societal pressure to keep it going. So if you're Ulrich and you're like, maybe I should end this, there's probably some pressure from like Ulrich's uncle or something. The most important conflict, however, is man versus nature. Because the man versus man conflict is resolved temporarily because nature intervenes. Don't you hate it when you strike peace with someone and then get eaten by wolves? I hate that. All right. An analysis of the interlopers produces the following topics. We've got irony. We're going to talk about that in a sec. We've got foreshadowing. The story's power originates from its shocking conclusion. There are, however, clues that both Georg and Ulrich might be stretching the truth a bit about their men coming. And there are hints in the story's exposition about what might be causing the disturbance in the forest. Theme. Theme. The interlopers give insight on how to overcome individual differences, eliminate racism, and establish world peace. It's called empathy. It's called getting to know your enemy. It's called working together to overcome a common foe without getting eaten by wolves. Conflict we already talked about, right? Pun. There are many interlopers in the interlopers. Both men feel the other is an interloper. The lightning strike becomes an interloper. The wolves become an interloper. There's lots and lots of interloping going on here, if you know what I'm saying. We're going to keep it clean, though. All right, that sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story, it's going to be this right here. Prominent literary element that Saki implements in his short stories, not just this one, but all of them, if you've read The Open Window, for example, or any other stories by Saki, irony. So analyzing and understanding irony accentuates the story's theme, that revenge is silly and damaging, and that nature doesn't really care about your silly plans. Humans, humans, you think you're in control of the situation, but you're not. Because I'm going to send a lightning bolt down to strike this tree in half and you're going to get crushed (laughs) and eaten by wolves, (laughs) says nature. (laughs) And of course, you can't discuss the story's conflict without dealing with the irony at the end. So irony is pretty good to understand here. So let's discuss some examples of irony in the story. We have some situational irony. The fact that this whole feud, if you look at it closely at the beginning there, It's kind of hidden if you're not careful. Students might not see this, but you will. The fact that the whole feud between the two men is a result of a land dispute over a piece of land that isn't even very good. It doesn't produce anything. It's rocky. But the fact that it's kind of like when when the toddler hasn't played with his toy in like 16 months, 
maybe he wouldn't be a toddler then, in like a day and a half. And then some other toddler comes in and starts playing with the toy. There's a fight. It's one of those things. This contributes to the theme that revenge is stupid. All right, there's some verbal irony. One of the feuding gentlemen claims that his men will find him dead under a fallen beech tree. What the man thinks he means is that his men will show up and let the other one die. But as you finish the story, you realize that this phrase has a completely different meaning. Feel free to play that for your class. We have some dramatic irony. We know that the two men make peace. The feud is over. Alas, they both die before anyone else can find out. This piece of irony exposes the foolishness of humans. And of course, as we've already discussed, the indifference of nature. Wolves. (laughs) Here's your last bit of irony. Wolves. Life is a trap, isn't it? You want a good writing assignment here? I can cite textual evidence and organize ideas to write about complex topics. Why am I going so fast? I don't know. Let's slow down. This story, with its accompanying assignments, make this a natural fit for a literary analysis. <laughs> you can do an irony analysis, how the irony contributes to theme. You could look at naturalism, which is a literary movement that says nature doesn't really care about you, humans. Anyhow, if you go to what I, I mentioned, the greatest lesson plan website in the multiverse, it's eldacommoncorelessonplans.com. I put a link in the show notes. Dun, 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 dun. The show notes to the interlopers page. We got a good theme lesson plan on elacommoncorelessonplans.com. There's a whole bunch there. Now, I also put a link to the two short movies on YouTube. You can show them both. They're pretty short and they're, they're pretty good. I mean, one of them is set in the Old West. And one of them I don't remember because I watched it like two years ago and don't remember. But the one in the Old West I've seen recently. And yeah, they're both pretty good. I think there might be... Someone says hell. So you might want to be careful of that. Let's finish this up. Let's wrap this up. Three takeaways. Well, takeaway number one, use a conflict three-column analysis chart if you need a lesson plan right now. I went over that at the beginning. So if you need a lesson plan right now, you better rewind this and go get it. Two, if you're going to teach one thing from this story, go with irony. It will naturally lead to the elements of naturalism and the story's themes. And three, this is one of the more popular short stories I teach. Kids like this story. I originally taught it to ninth grade because it was in my ninth grade textbook. But with the magic of the internet, I went to a different school where this wasn't in the ninth grade textbook. So I taught it using the internet. There you go. All right, we got tons of links and resources at the bottom. And remember, if you're out hunting an enemy in the forest, watch out for trees and wolves. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to elacommoncorelessonplans.com. That's elacommoncorelessonplans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 